0: This is a 1984 Flyer Die Podcast.
1: Episode of the 1984 dot Podcast. I would say what episode number it is, but knowing me, I'm probably going to forget and say the wrong number. So, as to say, it's just a good episode. Let's keep it like that. Okay. So today's guest I have is a woman who is multifaceted, multi talented, and just all around cool. I can say the word cool hair. Yes, indeed. <laughs> her name is Erin Amel. Um, if you know her, then you're definitely, definitely going to enjoy this show. So
2: funny.
1: Yes. What an introduction. Yes. Listen, she is a, it's a term that she coined, and I hope that my uh, my education and life doesn't cause me to mispronounce it. Was it mompreneur?
0: Mompreneur. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Mompreneur, it encompasses like everything that I am.
1: Yes, indeed. Everything. Panor and she's also a self-love healer, and which is why I want to have her on the show today. Thank because you. We're in a world now where a lot of negativity seems to be ever flowing from every single pore and orifice in this crazy reality that we have. Whether we talk about politics, which is not. We're going to be discussing the show today. Not at all. I get enough of that stuff on Twitter, Facebook.
0: I block it, actually. And we'll talk about that on the podcast.
1: Yes. (laughs) So I can learn how to block it. Right. Why keep sending me stuff? I don't care.
0: No. Exactly.
1: It's just like, let's go home. You know, but like, so we have, we're going to talk about that and just the life experience as well. Because there's many things I wanted to ask you, but I feel like this is the perfect time to do so. So our first question of the day Is What is Self-love?
2: Hmm.
0: I guess it just totally depends on Who we're talking to But for the sake of this podcast We're gonna go with my definition of self-love Self-love is the Complete open dialogue And relationship you have with yourself um, Filled with all the amazing things that you want out of a regular relationship with someone else, but you just kind of like pour all of those things into yourself. So there comes honesty, there comes, uh, support. There comes camaraderie, there comes companion, you know, there comes empathy. There comes, um, just everything that will go into an, an additional relationship that you are pouring back into yourself. And that, I don't know,
2: I guess, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I was about
0: to start answering something else. I was like, wait, he didn't ask me that.
1: So, you, well, you did mention one thing in your definition that caught my attention, and that was honesty. And as a human being who's trying to better themselves on a daily basis, right. you notice that being honest with yourself can be quite the obstacle.
2: Yes.
0: And let me tell you how I found that out today. We were watching a clip on YouTube, and I'm a weird one. I watch a lot of weird videos. And in this video it had some information about people and I was studying it. And then one of the the things that came up, it says like an average of 60% of adults lie within a 10-minute span in the conversation. And I was so disappointed. I was like, you know, it it was one of those questions that asked you to guess, and I was like 30%. I'm hoping 30%. Like a 10-minute conversation is really not that long. So I'm just like, wow. And then they said they did a study where they recorded people they didn't know they were being recorded, who were just telling stories or recounting stories. And they watched you know, the Tibbetts information change. And when I was thinking about that on the way here, actually, I was just like, damn, it's so easy <laughs> to lie to someone else making it exceptionally easier to lie to yourself. And when we lie to ourselves, we don't tell ourselves good things about ourselves. We lie to ourselves and and feed into all the negative things that we hear in the outside world. And we face that into ourselves because, I guess that just a complete lack of self-worth. Like, you know, like we walk or we idolize other people, other things, other accomplishments, and sometimes when we turn that mirror, that scope on ourselves, we feel like that it's not fitting or we're not doing enough. And I think that kind of like projects into the thoughts and the conversations that we have with ourselves, which in turn come out completely false <laughs> and they are complete lies. But that's like, it, w- it shocked me. I was just like, wow, we can't be honest with anybody else. If 60% of us within a 10 minute span are lying to other people, how, how much of that time are we spent, spending lying to ourselves? insane, right? It's just like, dang. You know, something as simple as, you know, you ask yourself a question, am I hungry? And you may be hungry, but you have so much to do on your to-do list. You'll tell yourself no, just so you can make it to the next appointment, to the next thing, or no, I can hold off. No, your body, you stopped and asked yourself, were you hungry? For a reason. (laughs) Feed that. And it's okay to honor that and say, okay, I may be a little late to where I'm going, but at least I'll have the nourishment and the capacity to actually handle these exchanges when I get there. I don't think we think of it that way as much as performance is just like this top-level thing that we're supposed to exceed, but nobody really knows what bar is set when it comes to this expectancy.
1: See, now that you mentioned that in terms of what we do for ourselves, lying to ourselves, And I feel like a lot of times we lie to ourselves to benefit other people who are around us, whether it be family, whether it be friends, whether it be our bosses at our jobs, you know, coworkers. Right. It's just just one of those things that I had to understand for myself that I was often overextending myself for other people just to make them happy so I wouldn't feel like I was disappointing anyone.
0: But were they really happy?
1: No, and number two is, like, how can I honestly, can I honestly gauge someone's happiness, happiness because I'm doing what I think they wouldn't right. you know, think, think that they would like me to do for right. them, you Completely.
0: Know? I get it completely. It's just, like, how do I even know that you're happy if I'm not really being or acting in my full capacity self? I'm doing whatever I think will make you happy. But lo and behold, me actually being could be really what makes you happy so we spend a lot of this time thinking about what other people want regardless if they say it or not again that internal that lying to yourself mm-hmm. you know it's just like they're not going to be happy with me if I act this way so I'm not going to act this way when I'm around them but this is truly me even you know taking one step further sometimes like go to a personal experience around my mom you know if I know around her I can't be as free as I am around my friends mm-hmm. she knows I'm holding back you know like there's just something about it she's just like Aaron, what's going on? And I'm just like, I don't want you to be upset with how I'm feeling right now. And she's like, don't worry about me. It's not about me. Your feelings are your feelings. Honor those. And I kind of like, you know, I'm worried about something. You don't even care. (laughs) You know, like, of course you support me, but you don't care as much as I thought you would. So I'm holding all of this in. And all this self-doubt comes with that. It's like, oh, if she sees me upset, she's going to think these things of me or she's going to feel like, you know, I'm emotionally unstable or this and the third. And it's just like, no, you're having a bad day. It happens. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. It does.
1: So I know there are many people out there who who suffer from self-doubt. Completely. And, you know, we have these examples we see all the time on social media where we see stories of certain for uh, first example like certain women who feel like they have to like alter their appearance just to please a certain guy or their peers right. and you see the entire like storyline going down with them being being more miserable than they were in the first place right. you know whether it be because of how they dress or on certain occasions they how they're built Right. anatomically right and they're like oh man i have to go to the gym i have to do that because so, so yeah all this pressure and it causes us to be like walking time bombs walking grenades right you know and
0: you're applying all this pressure on your daily you're even you know i've spoken with numerous sister circles especially over the the topic of like body positivity mm-hmm. this what I call that message of just spreading forth like this overall sense of kind of like, this is my body, it's present, it's beautiful in any condition it is, and appreciating that because it's always going to change. That's one thing my mom told me when I was little. This body you have now ain't going to stay the same, you know? And it's a loose idea that I've just held on to just appreciating the now. So when I hear other women, you know, go through... The projected body issues, especially because of social media and you see a like a dozen Instagram models and they all look amazing and all this great stuff. I mean, great. You see, that's an image that I guess before you actually saw it as obtainable, you know, you idolized it. and That was something that sat in the back of your head. And now you see it and you see someone's living it and you're you're feeling like, okay, well, if she's living it, I should be able to do it, too. It turns from this small infatuation with like inspiration to kind of like this obsessiveness that comes with the self-doubt and because truthfully speaking I'll never be a 26-inch waist ever <laughs> I never was never will be it looks good when I see it on Instagram you know I'll shout sister out and give her a tap you know give her a couple fire emojis but I know myself and I know like okay I will never be a 26 but have her this 32 You know, It's going to look real cute on the gram today, and I'm going to be proud and uh, happy about that because whatever it is that I'm looking for, whatever affirmation or, uh, I don't know, just representation that I'm looking for, I just know that I have to put that out there in order for it to feel normalized with other women and feel comfortable for it. I kind of like, I feel, it wasn't even on purpose, but I feel like I've taken a leadership role with at least showcasing, okay, your body changes. I've always been a really naturally expressive woman, especially on social media. I feel like the female body is an art form. And before I had my son, um, I was I was hot. <laughs> I mean, I'm still cute, but yes. I was, thank you. <laughs> but I was hot. So I, you know, one of those things, if you got it, phone it, <laughs> you know? So I definitely did that. And I felt like, I was doing myself a complete disservice while enjoying being that open, free-spirited, and then feeling like, okay, now that I have these stretch marks, I'm, I'm a little thicker than I ever was, that I'm supposed to, like, you know, be, be, all of a sudden be this, like, all covered maiden and not express myself. Like, no, my under my boobs get hot, too, and I wear crop tops. And you're just going to have to get some of this tummy, like, it's it, it's perfectly fine, and then after a while, you know, you just walk down the street, you compare yourself to other people, it's just like, wow, she has a great sense of confidence, and you know, she's 300 plus pounds, and she's absolutely beautiful, and you know, you just kind of like, okay, well, my life is not that bad, look at me, I'm absolutely beautiful, and I just feel like that is just a universal language that just keeps on speaking a sense of confidence within yourself, and just like, really wearing that as the billboard and it speaks to other people louder than me telling them, you need to love yourself, you know? Like, just li- living by example is what I call it.
1: I'm going to tell you something right now. What's <laughs> up? Uh, as a man, um, I had to learn a lot about that. But in terms of watching what I said and understanding the power of of my words. Right. Because, of course... I grew up during a time when, like, the video vixens were at the peak peak of it. The peak. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Like, early 2000s. And I remember when they they were going through different phases. They were like, you had sisters. Then they had, like, Flavor of the Month. It would be, like, Latinas.
0: And then we had Jet Magazine Beauty of the Week.
1: Yeah, you had all this. And so I started to think at one point in time that beauty, my definition of beauty had to be like what I saw oh. in these magazines and in these videos. So I started to kind of, it kind of, but it backfired, though, because I see these women, right, in these videos, in these magazines. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool, what kind of guys are they like? Right. Like me, come on, five-five wow, right. short guy, what's going on, right? <laughs> what's up? Right, but they were going after a certain look of a certain guy
0: regardless of his financial status. Yeah. You know, so, or what type of businesses he had, you know, it was all whatever that image was to sell.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I fell into it to a point that I kind of lost touch with what true beauty was. Right. So it took me some time, because I was going after these certain looks of women, and I'm like, okay, cool. I bet. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was so, and it was so, it was bad for me. Because I wasn't getting what I needed. Completely. You, you think you see what you want, but no, what you want is not what you need. Right. So it wasn't until I started to meet women who weren't of the stereotypical look right. that I started to discover what true beauty was. You know... um, no I even dated women who were who had those issues and not feeling like they were beautiful, but I would see them
0: and find complete utter like per- beauty in yeah it. like it's why I'm here
1: right And right. Like, i got like found like per- perfection in them even when they didn't see it themselves
0: i I understand that especially because in my last relationship that's that was one of the things that I wanted to say broke us up. I felt like Okay, well, since we were talking about social media I had this thing, I didn't really care I wasn't really jealous, you know, up until this point Where I realized all of the pictures and things that he was liking And screenshotting off of Instagram These women didn't look like me So at this point, I'm just like, okay, how are you attracted to me? And I don't look like that And then in my mind, I'm hating these women, you know, because secretly I'm idolizing their body. And I'm just like, dang, you know, what does this do to get this, this, and that, regardless if it's real or not, you know? And I'm just sitting here starving myself on Pinterest, saving fitness, you know, meals, at-home workouts. I got a six-month-old baby on my hip trying to, in my mind, keep the attention of someone that... Hey, I felt like you should see the beauty in me. I didn't necessarily feel unattractive. I didn't feel unattractive until I saw those things. So, and then they they came with no explanation. They weren't just like, hey, I think all women are beautiful. You know, like it was just kind of like, you caught me. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, well then, you don't find this beautiful anymore. Then I guess I have to find it beautiful. Cause what if it doesn't change? You know, I could work on something for the rest of my life. But what about if this body that I had, you know, six months postpartum, if it never changes, I have to accept it. Because what I'm going to do is sit in the same space in this dead relationship over and over and over again. No, I have, I have more life to live. So be done with it. All right. You know, like stretch Mars, there's somebody out there that do. You know, that's kind of like how I had to handle it. Yeah.
1: First of all, seeing the streets, refer to them now as tiger stripes.
0: Tiger stripes. Yes.
1: I'm, I'm a fan of psychotropics. Like yes, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a nice, nice exotic feel to it. But, it's, but it pretty much, I feel like people are just have a, a certain fear of what's naturally made, you know, in terms of who they are.
0: Because we don't see it anymore. Everybody's, a, not everybody, but a lot in the media, it's acting. Like what? they're entertainers. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're here to be entertained. So that's what they're doing. They're people who sit in offices like this and they curate someone's complete look and sound and feel to mock <laughs> big groups of people to be in support of them, to, to aspire to be them, to go out to buy the brands that they wear. That's essentially what influencers are. And I just decided to use my platform to influence people to be their true and authentic selves. I can't be anything else. And um, it's so funny. This is how I knew I was making waves. I just recently got an email yesterday, actually on Thanksgiving, uh, from somebody from the Flat Tummy Tea and Fashion over brand wanting to send me merchandise to talk about it and promote it on Instagram. And as you see all the like, you know, models, Insta the models and stuff like that. They are posting a flat to me, tea and, you know, promoting Back. this whole idea, yeah. you know, with the empty
2: cups. Yay.
0: <laughs> Nobody's drinking it. So yeah. but I was just like where in my case, I'm gonna work for my mom, my entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I, I could use that money. But the integrity of my brand and things that I'm building, I can't do that. For one, I'm gonna promote body positivity and then drink a fitness tea. Granted, I do drink detox teas, but they're safe. I have no idea anything about this company. They could sell me anything because they're trying to sell a product, you know? And I have built my following organically over the last six years, and I'm not gonna sell them a product for a check. I'm just not gonna do it. So I have not, up until recently, my Instagram isn't even promotion-based. I just share my art. (laughs) share pictures of me and my family and just try to inspire people by living by example.
1: I think that's why everyone gravitates towards you. That's cool. Because I've seen just your presence on Tumblr, presence on Twitter, and presence oh, on Instagram. Tumblr. And Tumblr, yes. Because uh, you had the, the name was A goal That Actually Stays.
0: Yes, I still have it. Yes. I've had that Tumblr for almost eight years.
1: And... I hope to God, is it Brujabe? Yes. Yes, boom, I pronounced exactly. it correctly. Yes. <laughs>
0: so I've been working on that pronunciation. Yo, I have been telling you. Brujabe.
1: Brujabe. So I see you have all these things and you share yourself, pictures of yourself, um, your thoughts. And it's important that we have people like you or platforms that you have so that other people are able to appreciate themselves more. Thank you. Because we're in a, we're in a space where. Everyone won't jump into the pool at the same time.
2: Right.
1: They have to see the one person on the side, and it's like, who's going to jump in? Who's going to jump in first? Who's going to go first? Right. right. If someone says, put the toe in the water. Ah, it's not that cold. It's actually pretty good. And they jump in, Then everybody starts jumping in one by one by one by one. And, you know.
0: Somebody has to take initiative. Exactly. Somebody just has to get tired. I got tired. I, I went through a crazy depression after, you know, the end of my breakup where I was just like damn I can't keep anybody's attention I was like wait I can't keep my own I'm too busy trying to change I'm too busy trying to switch things up and this new diet style this new fad and change my hair just to enlist the the attention of someone else and I was just like but what attention am I seeking
2: mm-hmm.
0: I couldn't even figure it out like do I want romance because then romance would come up and I'm like oh I don't want I don't want to deal with that and it's like I didn't have any problem getting sex so it wasn't sex that's not what made me feel unattractive so it's like okay if I'm still meeting people who want to date me and in my mind I'm feeling unattractive then it has to be my spirit has to be something that I'm projecting that I can't just like shake right now and the only way that I'm gonna you know get through is to actually dig in so open up like my chest cavity and started peeling back the layers of things and it, it things went back all the way to stem from my childhood you know didn't even think about it you know abandonment issues that you even walk into a relationship projecting at the first sight of something. You know, we react to trauma. So regardless of in the moment, if you felt like it was traumatic for you in the moment, 10, 15, 20 years from now, somebody you know or you meet could reenact something that just triggered your response from all the time ago, but without healing it, you're going to respond the same. And these cycles continue. That's why some of us feel like they're, we're on the same rat race that we've been on. Since we can freaking remember, and it's because we're still making the same decisions as we've always been making. Something else has to change.
1: And it's always us. But that in itself is how revolution started. Right. There was the one person who, was, who became tired with how the status quo was, tired with how the rules were made. Right. So you decided to change things. A lot of times you have to do an internal change to spark the outer change.
0: Right. So I've seen so many beautiful women that I've idolized and get in the same space with them and hear these horror stories of what they feel about themselves. And I'm sitting there in tears. I'm like, yo, sis, I think you are the shit. <laughs> You're the, you know, the most absolute dynamic person that I know or that I can think of that does these things and look at all these amazing things that you do. It's just like, how is it that I can see all of that and that you can't see all of that? And then that kind of like turns into them looking at, well, I'm looking at you the same way. You know, so we both are. And the both of those parties are holding each other accountable to see the best parts of themselves and kind of like transform with it from within.
1: I think that's dope for women to have that.
2: Right.
1: But when I say this uh, next statement, not to be exclusionary at all. Right. But I feel like that's very important also for women of color to have, because there seems to be a bit more of um, of a resistance for women of color to be able to love themselves like everyone else loves themselves in terms of how the images are. Or how
0: everyone else loves black women. Right. Right. Us loving ourselves as much as everybody else loves us.
1: Right. And also breaking down between what real love is versus those who try to fetishize what they see.
0: Trust me, I'm familiar. (laughs) Comes with, you know, with great coverage comes with them great territory so you know everybody there's good and bad on that social media stuff I get people from all walks of life some people who completely understand my activism and you know leading by example and some people who completely try to tear it down you know daily or fetishize so you know just like really use the space negatively or just to over sexualize it's Frustrating, but I think once, not I think, I know, once I started applying the practice of self love, I've been able to weed those people out and see them for who they are and block them. That's my favorite thing to do. Block, block block block, happy. Block, them. <laughs> block, 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 block,
2: block, <laughs> block. Right. That's
1: how you got G- it. Gang, <laughs> gang. So um, I want to go back to one thing you mentioned because it, it kind of springs more into another area, Sweet. but it still circles around the theme of self love. Now the internal change. The idea, I think, like for me, internal change occurs within people when there is a strong identification with their faith or spirituality. Right. And I view you now. I don't usually make assumptions, but my what I I usually use like spot on with certain people when I <laughs> when I see things, and I see that you are a spiritual woman. Very, a very spiritual woman. Now, the term of Brujah Bay, right? And on you have a uh, a collection. You have you have apparel. Yes. Um, with various themes on there. Um, of course, one of the, the quotes I'll say later on. But for this instance, you have a, a shirt that says "God Brujeria." What is that? And more so, how has that helped you to navigate through life and to be a better lover of self for you and to apply that to heal other people?
0: Very good question. It's so funny. Every time I do an interview, I'm always like, this is going to come (laughs) out. And um, in short, there are some things that I can talk about, some things not. So let me try to piece it all together. Got bru- brujaria. Okay. um, Or Brujera. So Brujera is basically the practice of, if we want to go back to the term, it's the practice of like uh, witchcraft. Quotes. <laughs> but in the sense of actually using elements in old practices from the earth that are passed down through ancestors to heal and guide, use, using as a healing guide for your life. So it's not, you know... Well, now all the time is it cauldrons, you know, Mm -hmm. like frog tails and all of those great stuff and rabbit root and, you know, all of that crazy stuff. However, it is just a sense of no and a heightened sense of awareness with the tools that I came here or that I was given once I arrived here, my spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I wanted to do was unlock the power that all women, especially women of color, because the line is more so geared towards women of color, it was one of those things that put out that if you're familiar with it, we're like a little coven. If you're familiar, <laughs> this is for you. And um, it was definitely to unlock the power that I know that we all possess as women of color, you know, just in, just in our melanin. And um, it's just a, a reminder of like all the trials and tribulations that you experience in your life the core value of them, which are intuition. These are things that you're born with that only you can exercise and that only you can show to yourself because it's all around you, you know? It's just being, having a sense of awareness, having a sense of, like, sisterhood, having a sense of just knowledge with herbs, with the world around you and having a great deal of compassion um, for yourself and for others. And in that love, it's just kind of like how we... Use everything to kind of, like, you know, heal ourselves. I feel like we're all healers, you know, when you're sick and you feel like, you know what, I need some tea, and I need green tea, I need some lemon, I need some honey. That's a spell, you know. That's something that you decided that my body needs this, my body's craving it, and you can heal yourself. It may take some time, but we all have that time to do so, or at least to work on it. And um, the whole bay idea... Came about mixing in my spirituality with my sensuality, so you know, bay was just like this whole new thing on social media where everybody wants a bay, <laughs> and right. you know, bay is this, bay is that, and women crush Wednesday, and um, I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna be my own little sense of magic bay, you know, like I, I I got all this magic tucked up. And my, my, my bra, you know, I got some magic sucked up in my purse. I got some juju sitting at the house. Like, you know, I walk around with my crystals. I walk around with my Florida water. I'm ready to sage anybody who comes my way. Like, you know, don't bring that, don't bring that over here. And just kind of, like, smoke anybody out your life. Smoke is very purifying. So if you're trying to clear any bad energy, light some on fire. you will be all right. So um, I just use those practices, old ancient practices, in my daily practice. If I need to burn a piece of paper or something I'm not feeling right now, self-doubt. In a safe spot, light of flame, I'm releasing that back into the universe. Okay, I no longer want this. It does not serve me. It does not serve my higher purpose. We could remove it from my life, or at least for today. And that's just a daily practice that you continue to add little tidbits into your life until they become second nature. Um, habits are formed every day. You know, it's just with a schedule... You paying attention, timeliness, paying attention celestially, you know, knowing when to make things official, when to make documents, you know, sign and seal, you know, not during Mercury retrograde, just being really aware of the world and the space that you occupy and using it to your advantage. Some people call it magic. I call it resource.
1: There's a question I have for you. da Mercury retrograde, right? <laughs> yeah. How real is it? But reason why I say I asked that question, because some people I know I had, or dealings with in the past have tried to like blame Mercury being a retrograde for like, for why they did like crazy stuff. Trying not to re- I don't want to use the word crazy. Like, outlandish. It was, yes, that's yeah. Yes, outlandish and outrageous. And like yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Mercury's, Mercury's retrograde. like, C
0: C C. Now that is a cop out. Thank you. And that's one thing that I I want like people to know. There's a difference. Like it, people also use cop outs with their horoscopes. So they're like, oh my god, I'm an Aries. I'm supposed to be a fiery bitch. I'm just kidding. Not all Aries are fiery bitches. But, <laughs> but you know, like, that's what they um, like to just say. But when it comes to Mercury or retrograde, I feel like that more, that more so explains communication error. Mercury is the planet that rules communication and technology. So you'll notice during that time, our Appliances will act out, blow out Your phone won't be charging, your will break. your You know, like car accidents are really heavy during that time It's just this real crazy static that I just feel like it's just like some weird magnetic Like disconnect, you know, from between Mercury and us Where it appears like it's going backwards But because it rules communication I do see people sometimes acting out of character You know, mm-hmm. I've seen it To me, however Once you're aware of certain information You have to do better like, you know, like, okay, Mercury's in retrograde. I understand communicating is gonna be a little harder now. I can't just bash the window to his car. Like, you know, because he's not answering his phone. Oh, wait, maybe his phone is broken. Let me just give him a minute. You know, like it's one of those things that you also are trying to get your mind and your head and your actions together. However, you have to be aware that everybody else is going through the same process at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one worn out. <laughs> everybody is. So you don't want to add to nobody else's. And nobody else is really trying to add to yours. It's just static. That's what I call it, white noise. White noise. White noise. Everything's like snow.
1: I like that term. <laughs> if you like, use that term, please credit the lady here who said it.
0: <laughs> static white, white
1: noise. White noise. Right. Trademarked. Did <laughs> it. So I have, I have a question for you. Now, we um, discussed your sensuality, right? Now, I feel like there's a, a bridge that exists between sensuality sexuality, and spirituality, right? Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity. Now, okay, this might be a shot in the dark, but I feel like you may have the uh, the keys here. You know, word to college You <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's a major key. Major key. Uh, is that what's behind the idea of the divine feminine?
2: <sighs> yes.
1: Wow. Okay. I was I was shooting in the dark for that one. My well, God, I feel good. <laughs> yes. Feel, all right. Awesome.
0: I would definitely say, yep, because we have our baby making, we have our love, our compassion, and what was the last one you said?
1: Um. Oh, sorry. Sensuality. Sensuality. Yep. Sexuality. Oh, spirituality. Yep.
0: Yeah. And we have God. Slash the woman. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that was amazing. Music, use it yes. credit
1: credit you know you heard it here first <laughs> yes it was being used do not tie the jacket or put it on a t-shirt like I know some right
0: do. some people will or maybe
1: I won't put it on t t-shirt I you should because hey <laughs> I'm not gonna put on a t-shirt you know
0: right I ain't
1: gonna do it I, I ain't gonna do it <laughs> so you should do it so speaking of which because now you have your t-shirt actually not, not just t-shirts um I would say your your clothing line because you mm. have like there's t-shirts involved. I saw there was yeah, a leotard boutique. involved. Yeah, Yeah, boutique,
0: boutique
1: stuff. Yep, um, it's like Aaron Amell's shop with ppe yes. dot Yes. Yep. Man, shop with two peas.
0: Two peas. Two peas. Yes.
1: Eight. The vitamins. My smoothie this morning. kicking <laughs> in. That's what I'm talking about. b twelve. Yes.
0: And what's the other one ginkgo
1: ginkgo biloba yes that was always i'm starting to take
0: but i'm taking it now and I'm, I'm just surprised at the fact that i remember it was ginkgo so it's working that's how we do it. <laughs> it's working take your body Your
1: yeah, health is well
0: yep that's actually one of the names of my t-shirt your health is your wealth
1: now how did you i read actually i read in an um, interview that it was like accidental
0: everything in my life is accidentally great Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> divine timing but no um i started my business after my son was born which is after i was approached online by this publishing company to publish my book they're like hey we like your writing you want to publish with us i was like oh shit somebody likes my writing uh yeah so
1: the writing oh, is dope by the way thank you, I mean, thank it you cut thank in, you. but yes um
0: i so which was the woke book I compiled this manuscript in, like, you know, 36 hours. They were just like, yeah, we need this. Come to find out the company was BS. So it tanks on its own. Mm -hmm. But there were a couple other people that I was friends with on social media who were signed with them, too. So I thought they were actual reputable company. Well, come to find out. Oops.
1: It's all good.
0: (laughs) Come to find out um, they weren't. So now I had this manuscript ready to go, and I didn't know what to do with it. So I just decided to pull of my G string and um, printed myself. Went ahead, and went and did that. I sold a couple copies. A lot of people were giving me feedback of their favorite quotes in the book and some of the favorite quotes in the book. I just started writing about on Instagram and expanding on the idea, and boom, there it went. So one day with the your health is your wealthy. One day I think I just wanted this shirt in my closet. It's one of those you know basic black t-shirts that say pineapple juice yoni eggs kegels and good juju which is kind of like this this ode to womanhood and womb wellness so um i wanted it in my closet and i i I made it (laughs) and i wore it and I'm talking about on Instagram posts, these new tarot cards I bought. I'm so excited about these tarot cards. And nobody gives a shit about my cards. They're like, where would you get that shirt? Where would you get that shirt? Oh, mm. my God, that shirt's amazing. And I was just like, oh, this little thing. I, I made it. And they were just like, oh, my God, can you print me one? I was like, yeah. Didn't even know where I was going to print. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, printing is expensive. How much? How? Like, what? So um, this is back during the time all your social media is connected. So I stopped that you get spam now. <laughs> but I sent the Instagram post to Facebook. And an old friend of mine, she was like, hey, I just started a t-shirt company. I can print those for you. And I was like, oh, sweet, cool, I need 12. And she was like, oh, perfect. 12 turned to 50, 50 turned to 100, then we're at 200. And it's just been flowing ever since. Oh. It went viral. <laughs> a couple of upstarting, uh, I think they're pretty big. Like Crown Magazine ended up taking a snapshot, putting it in there. Magazine right before the holiday got, before they uh, debuted last year. We did really well after that. And then I was able to, once I started making money there, expand the business and the company. So other quotes and stuff like that from my first book, Woke, ended up printed on a T-shirt. And then next thing you know, I have a whole store. And I'm like, whoa, this is a lot of work. (laughs) This is a lot of work I did not sign up for. But I'm playing catch up. So my business has been running two years. I'm forever, I'm, I'm thankful. A friend of mine reached out to me today, and she was just like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm just like, thank you. It's hard. She's like, I know it is. That's how I know. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're still going. And I'm just like, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Like, I got a little man who's counting on me, so. Right. I'm just so thankful for the opportunity for the platform because it wouldn't have gone anywhere. It wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even known how to jumpstart anything off the ground without the support mm. of strangers, thousands and thousands of strangers. I've sold over fifteen thousand t-shirts. Like Wow. Right. Like it's it's been amazing. And international wholesale orders, some people keep having them in their stores. Some people are reselling them themselves. And I'm just feeling so lucky really just to have an idea that other people instantly connected with when they saw it. Like I never thought that. I th- I thought I was gonna be the only one. You know, one of those things I was like, yeah, I want this shirt it's cool. Some people were like, no, that's really cool. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I like, got one. Take that to my exes.
1: Yeah, here you go. Big times. Also, uh, quick excursion. One shout out to your homie in the corner right there. <laughs> your sister, you know what I mean? Knock off that snack yes. over there, you know what I mean? My
0: assistant, Cassidy, is here so all the way from New York.
1: New York, out here. And she
0: comes and she loves on me and helps me ship packages.
1: Shout out to you. you know right? What I mean? Cause that's how the family works. Yep. So Next
0: thing you know, I'll be working like Oprah, and then she won't have to work a day in her life. That's what I'm working for.
1: That's how you do it, you know that's what I mean. But the meanwhile, let' take back and enjoy that snap, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's dope because I mean, as far as your, your writing, because I love you know I love writing, you know. That's Ooh. actually
0: how we connected. Yes, are you talking about my writing?
1: Yes. Yep. This this was a long time ago, folks. I know years, years, so years cool. back before I was doing podcasts or even thinking about it. You know, it's you know it's dope and to see your growth from. Writing to, you know, having your shirts just in that presence, and you know, you holding holding down your 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 son who has made various appearances on social media. Um,
0: <laughs> He's famous.
1: He is famous. Siri is Cause, famous. Because Siri has this one picture. That's famous as hell, because everybody's, like, reblogged and retweeted, <laughs> and she's doing it right there. That's right. Uh, the, the Chakra, Sto- Chakra Stones. Stones
0: Chakra Baby. He's been calling Chakra Baby all over the internet. Kim Porter, like, Diddy's baby mom, she mm-hmm. even, like, reposted him. I was like, ooh, he made it. Diddy seen this right. picture. Because, you know, Diddy don't let go of his ex, like, so, you know, he took that picture out. Look at Siri.
1: <laughs> Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh-uh, right. Uh-uh. Right.
0: Bad boy. Take that. Bad boy. Aligned <laughs> boy.
1: Yes Take
2: that,
0: But no it, To the point That picture actually Was absolutely crazy I did not think That's the thing All of my successes Have come from Me not thinking And just doing There was something That I, I pinned this tweet On Twitter Where I was just like You know I stopped requiring myself To be good at things And just did them right. Because everybody's Always asking me How did you How do you do this And how do you have Time for that And I'm like If I sat down And tried to manage All of that on my own I would never get Anything done not the way my mind works. I can't think and act at the same time. I'm kind of fearless or really impulsive in that way. It's just like, jo- oh, that's not a good poem. Oh, well, send it. You know, like it was just one of those things. It's just like, okay, I, worst case scenario, somebody hates it, but it's cool. We have that in common, you know? Right. <laughs> so I don't really have fear over putting out projects or putting out work because it's not for anybody else. It's more so therapy for me, just just kind of like release. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I do um, just uh, appreciate just about that mindset, it just allows me to always monitor my growth. And it's like, okay, if I wasn't comfortable with this, then I can look back, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Always look back and just like, okay, this is what I would have preferred to do. This is what I wanted to do differently. And holding no regrets to that because I kind of like, all right, just keep growing. Just keep growing. Check it off and keep moving. There's a lot of things in this world to worry about. And inaction is definitely something to worry about. So if you feel inactive, it's because you're not maximizing all of the opportunity that you know, even if it's subconsciously, that you know that you have access to. So it's just like, I'm not doing enough. And sometimes it's just with the application. So all you need. It's just the energy just to do.
1: It kind of reminds me of back when I was in school, and teachers would tell like my mom doing like like parent teacher conferences. Like my grades would be fine. <laughs> right. But they want not let me do more. Like, his grades are good, but he has so much potential. Right. And in fifth grade, I'm like,
2: what do you think? Potential?
1: potential
0: right. I'm doing the
1: work. Yeah, I like, got I got a B plus in English man. Right. But it was like okay, cool, but you can you're capable of getting yourself, an A. Right. right. Doing more. And I think that's been like one of my issues in life is like I get Whenever I feel like inactive, mm-hmm. like, I just twiddle my thumbs, look around, like I'm doing something.
2: Yeah, but can what? I do?
1: Right, what?
0: Right. That's the something. first thing you think about, you can start working on it. Sometimes it's literally just research. You know, a lot of things that at least start in my life, I've always been swallowed into how. How do I get started? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's literally just asking Google is your friend. Brego stuff.
2: Yes, please. <laughs> like use you know.
0: It. I use it all the time and all. So how do I do this? How do I do that? And sometimes it's just reading other people's accounts and their own, like, you know, testimonies. And I'm like, okay, all right, I think I got this. And then you build a sense of confidence within yourself. And you don't, you're not looking to produce something for other people to like and to enjoy when you're just learning. I think that's another thing that I feel like when it comes to, like, talent or putting things out there. Everybody's looking to have a finished product and it'd be perfect when they put it out Perfection lives in your mind, and it's a plague. <laughs> and I battle with this daily. Like, I, I try to aspire this be, you know, this perfect mom, this perfect woman, this perfect whatever. And I know the perfection, perfection doesn't exist. It's just whatever my expectations are of it. But I have this quote in my first book. It's like, hearts break under the weight of expectations, which there's no way that anybody's going to be happy when you have them. Accepting, acceptance is something that I'm learning and applying to my life now, within the 27 years that I've been alive, it's been one of the hardest things for me to just sit and say, okay, this is the way that it is because this is the way that it is. And accept, acknowledge, okay, if I don't like that, let me change and alter what I can change to make it for what it is for me. And just leaving all the other pieces where they are and realizing I don't have to change or try to get anybody else or anything else to change to accommodate me. Just it may be a little bit harder but i can't do it you know yeah. like i can't do it on my own i can think about these things i can challenge myself and i will be okay like you know like it's, it's so layered man <laughs> so layered it's a, it's chapter but the work but the work is so fruitful
1: what
0: it's so fruitful like there's once i started pouring into myself like i said i had more space in my life to actually hand mentally handle my business mentally handle, you know, my two-year-old, mentally handle the breakup that I was experiencing, mentally handle, you know, moving out and transitioning into single motherhood of my own. And the weight of my world didn't seem so heavy at that point. And it's just like, okay, you put in perspective for you, okay, gratitude. Other people have it worse. There could be worst-case scenario. This could be happening to me, and it's not. And then you have the space to see your blessings, your hard work, your gratitude, just start to pile up around you and it's just like because you're not focusing all on the negative things or the inaction, you're you're being progressive, even if you have to physically be still. Like you know, the work is always happening. But it's definitely fruitful. It pays off.
1: It does pay off. See now, I wanna go back to your creativity. A quote that you said. <laughs> because I feel like this quote Truly captures a lot of what's happening right now in terms of the perception of women during this time. Like, you know, we see, again, you see what's going on in the news today. Right. You know, you hear these people sharing their experiences and their stories, whether it be like the hashtag #metoo, Me Too. You know, or say if a woman does, has a certain profession, she may face ridicule. Right. But if, you know, of course, double-edged sword, because if it's a guy does it, it'll be fine. Right.
0: Right? So, or at least not in the media.
1: Not in the media. Right. So now, here's a the, here's the quote that I have that I wrote in my own writing, and I'm glad I can <laughs> read my own writing, because back in the day, that may not have been <laughs> the case, let me read it to you in a voice clear my throat. <clears> throat. This is a professional thing here. I pick up my notebook, and I read it like this. I kind of want to use a British accent, but I don't, I don't want to do that right now, because <clears throat> this, this is real. This is real life right here. Okay. <clears throat> it is impossible to shame a woman who is unashamed. That's it. Nice little dramatic pause again, right? right? Insane, right? right. And, and there's more. No. Right.
0: It is impossible to shame a woman who is unashamed. Indeed. Whew. I can't even tell you how much of an impact that quote has made on women that I didn't even think it would be that impactful. There are women who have reached out to me and said, you know, that it's given them the courage to leave abusive relationships. It's giving them to the courage to, you know, pick up, video work or you know just to leave sex work you know like or just feel confident and they can change or reroute the course of their life based on some of the decisions that they made in another space that they are not ashamed of but society puts these impossible invisible shames on us that feel like these giant weights and stuff that we walk around with carrying in our chest that we act out in anger towards other people who we feel like believe these things. And it's like, of course, you can't know my secret because if you know my secret, you'll use it against me. And if you use the secret against me, then I can't do X, Y, Z. You know, It's this intense cycle of anxiety and fear of just being yourself. And I just got really tired. <laughs> That's really what it is. A woman gets fed up, and she fed up. But I, could just, I just got tired of feeling shame around even life experiences that I've had within myself. Like, you know, when I first moved to Philly, I was dancing. Like, you know, not like ballet and stuff. But, like, you know, adult entertainment dancing. And that was just a means to survive at that point. But then you start building a platform. You're like, okay, what about somebody learns that about you? And does that discredit all the work that you're doing now? It shouldn't. No, Maya Angelou.
1: Exactly. (laughs)
0: You know, and that's one of the biggest inspirations in my life because she mm-hmm. was able to not only change the course of women, she said, okay, if you're going to do this, mm-hmm. we're going to do it the right way. and You're going to be protected. And this is how you should armor up. This is how you should suit up. This is what you need to do to protect yourself. This is how you remain, you know, clean, safe and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, you can't change other people's decisions, you know, however, you can give them the keys to be able to endure until they reach the other side. So for some people these things are phases, some people they just want to experience. some people it's just all that they can do. It depends on whatever the experience is like you know some people are even shamed for eating meat. <laughs> you know So depending on it, it's just if you like it enough to do it in private, you should be proud enough to do it in public that's just the way I, 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 but I completely understand, like, you know, society, there's just a time and place. You're not going to go into the corporate world, you know, talking about BDSM, you're kinks. I I get that. (laughs) However, only because sexual harassment in the workplace is just not a thing. But if you worked in a space or environment, if you're working, like, I guess in a sex shop or something like that, and you know, you guys are having talks and stuff like that, you can And then there's nobody judging you in that space, you know, because everybody got their thing. So it's just like, the confidence that you produce or how well versed you are on the subject or the topic that you're defending. Like, you know, like if I feel like I'm having a conversation with someone that feels like they're ashamed of something, I'm going to be like, do you believe what you're saying? Like, you know, why should I believe it if you're not even willing to sell it to me on why it's the thing for you? Not sell it to me to to change my mind, but no, I voted for Blank. And I'm happy about that because these are the points and this is the reason, you know, this is how I came to that conclusion, blah, blah, blah. All right. And I'm unashamed. shame. Duly noted. <laughs> you know, I know where to place you and just kind of like keep it moving. But I just kind of feel like that's just what we were talking about before the podcast. Um, we started recording where we said that um, you were looking for this term or this word to kind of like coin this idea whenever somebody's acting Less than themselves, like you know, it's just kind of like to ignite some type of self love into them, and I feel like that quote is one of those things that does that, you know. When I, a woman to say, I'm be scrolling on Instagram, I get a notification, you know, she posts a cute selfie, and in her selfie, she's like, it's impossible, shame a woman's gonna shame, ain't nobody gonna, da-da-da-da-da. and I'm like, you go, girl, like you know, because nobody could talk to you this way, or something about the barista made my coffee wrong, and you know, they had a guarantee that you know they'll make it right. Mm-hmm. You better be unashamed about that. You know, the just by understanding what you are owed in the space, not carrying lower because you don't feel like you want to cause, you know, havoc or speak against the masses or things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I live without fear because when I die, they're going to say whatever they want about me. So I'm just going to continue to give you the story straight while I got air in my lungs. So there's no way that you can change my story because you heard it from the horse's mouth. Just
1: the way I look at it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, now, of um, all these things, we discuss the idea, like, of self, even just going down with self-love and the line opposite, like, self-hate. You know, again, I am earlier, because what she's referring to is that uh, me and a friend of mine had a conversation earlier today, and... We were just going back and forth, and I said to him, "So I wish that there was a phrase I could say, like the song um, from the New York and Soul album from like back in the late '90s, and the title was um, Black Gold with the Sun,' which is actually it was actually like a remake of a song from back in the, I want to say the '70s. I'm forgetting who made it. You know, I would Google it right now, right? Because wait a minute, <laughs> I will Google it right now because you mentioned missing Google. You know what I'm saying? Right
0: as a resource.
1: Well, as a resource, let me see. But I, 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 I feel like I know who is, who is, who is by. You know what I'm saying? But I want to, you know, play myself.
0: You can't play yourself.
1: Indeed. <laughs> unless I was on a movie.
2: You're in a shame. True that. <laughs>
1: unless I'm in a movie playing, I'm, I'm Mike playing Mike. You know what I mean? Only time I'm playing myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, hopefully that that didn't come um, off corny. Unless, as you're, hell.
0: unless you're Kanye, and then you'll be playing yourself all the time. Yes. By being yourself. You're just playing
1: it. Playing play myself. I
0: love
1: it. So the actual case of the song was by a group. Wait a minute. Really? Because <laughs> this... Okay, now wait a minute. The reason why I'm like tripping out right now is because allegedly the song was by um, a group called Rotary Connection.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, okay, Rotary Connection, if... Okay, wait a minute now, because I, I would play the song here, but I know that I might get jacked, you know what I'm saying, by, like, pull, have my whole episode pulled down. I played, like, five seconds of it. <laughs> right. Like, I am the black girl. what's <laughs> uh, Where's my episode at, man? All right, so. The monies. Right, so, let me see. Yeah, it is. it's yep. a
0: business.
1: I get it. Okay, so, yeah, so this is um, Black Over the Sun, um, released 1971, and the group was Rotary, Rotary Connection. Now, if I am correct, and I wasn't, I wasn't mistaken, Royal Reconnection featured one of my favorite singers of all time. Do you know who that is? Who? Yes. Game time.
0: <laughs> Tell oh. me.
1: All right, ready? Here's the hint for you. I'm not going to make it easy. All right, uh, so my favorite... I say this thing all the time on this podcast. I don't care. So one of my favorite soundtracks of all time is the Love Jones soundtrack.
2: Love Jones.
1: Right? I gotta
2: love Jones.
1: Old school joint. <laughs> so, Trina Broussard remade the song, right? The song was written by Leon Ware. Leon Ware. Leon Ware. Leon Ware denied that the song was about sex, but I'm like, listen. Listen. I know sex when I hear <laughs> sex, okay? The song was called Inside My Love, right?
0: I mean, it's about sex.
1: Right. Who who was the original singer of that song? I have no
0: idea.
1: Minnie Ripperson, Right. <gasps>
2: Minnie
1: Minnie was in Watery Connection" In what? that group back in the 70s. Yeah, she was in that group before she went off and did her own thing.
0: So was, is she on that song? That
1: she is, she, wrote is she on this one? Um, I'm not let me see. Let me see here. Let me see skim blah blah. It, skim
0: it, skim it. I
1: gotta skim it. I gotta see if she's even on here. She she might have been. I don't wanna assume. Right. You know, let me say... say you know, like, how back in the day... Yeah.
0: People would change in and out of groups. Right. Like, you know, forget this. I'm so low.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> Woo, man. I want to I wanna assume. But, yeah, shout out to uh, Maya Rudolph. Your mom was awesome. Um,
0: <laughs> shout out.
1: Shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I wish I could say, like, yo, I'm the black over the sun to people who are have self-hatred in terms of the skin they're in. You know, like, especially among, like, among, like, black folks that I know, like, people who... You know, the people who are, like bleaching their skin in, in Jamaica and some places, some countries within Africa. Right. You know, some somebody said um, there were continents in Africa. I'm not gonna point that name out, but no, Africa has countries, okay? Right. So it's not, <laughs> let's not be ignorant with that. I was, raven <laughs> Simone said that. She was like, Yeah, yeah. there's continents. I'm like, I never con- forgot oh. that. I was like,
0: Why? Why didn't they give you the mic? Why, Raven? Right
1: there- <laughs> I'm like, Ah, uh. but yeah, so. You see these different things happening. And like, you know, you have like what happened to Sammy Sosa, you know, he said what he said about it, but I look, listen, you can't go from being her complexion, you know what right. I mean? To being this complexion of this table. Right. You know, like like that. Like
0: that. It doesn't happen with age unless you have like Redaligo. Right. And even then that's a diagnosis. You
1: know, like like with every culture that exists out there, I mean, I think it's cool enough to, to take pride in who you are and your ethnicity and the skin that you're in, and your melanin, right. you know? And I wish like there was, there were ways to do that, which is why I'm glad that we're doing this episode. Agreed. Because we need to have people sharing their stories. Like in terms of you, you tell, you're sharing your experiences with self-love and why self-love is important. You know how you can use simple things of just looking in the mirror to dispel those moments of self-doubt.
2: Right.
1: Now, here's a question for you. What's that? Um, do you have a mantra? I have many. And do it help? Boom, double-edged question.
0: My greatest mantra is that, quote, it is impossible to shame moments who is unashamed." I chant it because there's still a lot of self-doubt that lives in me as far as my capability. Everything, like I said, that I've been working on has been by accident. So without a, a clear sense of direction, it feels scary because you don't know which way that you're going. You just know that you're floating. And I just tell myself that it is okay to float. You know, we put a lot of pressure on. You have to know what you're doing. Next step, December 3rd. And it's just like, well, nobody ever, nobody ever freaking knows. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. you could put all this pressure to do so. I get dressed. I get on the bus. I pop it where I'm going and then at the last minute that place is closed, okay, I have to go somewhere else. Like, you know, you can plan, 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 but it doesn't mean it's going to happen. So you just have to like really know how to be able to take the rolls and the punches, if you will, but not be ashamed of the way that you come out on top of that. So that's one of them that I have. And I run down a list of all the things that I personally feel like I'm trying to pour. Into myself, I write on my water bottles. That's something that I do. I feel like um, there are a lot of power in words and that there's a lot of vibration in them as well. So, depending on certain words or certain affirmations that I need for the day, you know, I'll wake up in the morning feeling my spirit pull something that I need from the day. If I feel like I need patience, you know, sometimes you wake up in the morning like, you know what, I'm pissed off. You don't know why you're so short with everything. You knock something over, you can't find this and this and a third. So, on my water bottle, for the day, and say, I may say, I am patient, like you know, and realize that that spell, if you will, doesn't ignite until I finish this water bottle. But every time that I'm sipping from it, I'm imagining, envisioning my patience, like you know, when someone tests me, I'm imagining my responses. They're not going to be aggressive, and they're not going to be frustrated, and you know, because I'm already, I already know what I met the day with, but it doesn't mean that's what I have to close the day with. So. The patience one, I use that often mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't necessarily feel like I'm very patient.
2: Okay.
0: But a lot of people are patient with me. So that's how I know that, okay, then I can't exhibit it because we are reflections of each other, you know? Like, I'll spend my day, like, rattled and frazzled because I have my, I deal with my own set of anxiety mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But whenever I'm going through, like, an anxious spell, I see other people being patient with me. So it reminds me, it resets me to be that way with myself. Okay can't do that with anybody
1: else. Yes. And that is also a method of loving yourself, giving yourself time.
0: Time. You give everybody else time.
1: Give yourself some time.
0: You know, that boyfriend that you've been dealing with for years, putting up with all his stuff, you giving him time to get it together. So
1: Give yourself some time.
0: Just give myself some time. I realize, like, it's cool. Like, you know, I feel like time is a conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. and it's one of the most... um, anxiety-ridden social constructs that is like really plagued by the pharmaceutical company. I know I'm crazy, but I believe that this is a way for them to tote medicine and stuff like that into us, it's kind of like keeping us anxious to be in certain places designated at certain times, or if something were to happen to you and it's unfavorable, you were at the right place at the wrong time, and there's no way... To gauge what's right and what's wrong, like you know, like I'm just here, I'm present. And once you remain in that sense of presentness, anything that happens, you understand it happens for a reason. There's no good, there's no bad, there's no indifference. It just happens. And then once you have the tools, I feel like oops. Once you have the tools to heal yourself, whatever I don't even want to call it damage. Think of it like a slab of limestone. You know, life or experiences are chiseling away at you, but yeah, they feel really abrasive at first but then there's this masterpiece hidden under there that's just looking to come out and like it's, it's a work in progress I saw this quote on Instagram it's like you are allowed to be a work in progress and a masterpiece simultaneously and I'm like yeah you are like you, there's no sense of perfection this time doesn't exist you know it doesn't matter you could be 105 years old before your album pops if anything, if you were an okay rapper at 30, 105, you might actually be lit. Like You know, it's like, whoa, he's still rapping. Buy his album. But these are the same raps that you were
1: And then <laughs> home was like, uh. Right. <laughs> Is that an ad lib? No, I'm in the bathroom. you doing man. a cat <laughs> dance <laughs> in the
0: your cat <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that dance.
1: He got the bars. That's so funny. Yo.
0: Hashtag bars.
1: So you're taking time out. So... Meditation helping? Every morning. Boom.
0: Every morning. Meditation is a practice that I've been seasoning into my life because I haven't been able to figure out how to quiet my mind, which is the whole point of meditation. But guess what? It's a practice. You have to apply it in order to get better at it. It's also like any other sport or football. And one day, I wanted to say maybe about a week ago, I was meditating i was sitting in the sunlight in my room had my eyes closed, which or sometimes they're open and that's called sun gazing. So like I'm gazing into the sun and I happen to see this really vibrant red and orange like color swoop in and out while I'm meditating. Now, at that point, that had never happened to me before. So I was just like I felt this smile. I normally try to like th- that's where my meditation like does. That. I try to control all these factors. But at this one time I just let it go. I'm smiling and I'm happy. I don't understand why I'm so happy, but I'm like, whoa! I quieted my mind. I had so much going on this day too, but I can enjoy what I'm experiencing and what I'm seeing. And I felt so refreshed. My spirit—I got up from that. I was like, whoa! I just felt like I took a nap and woke up again, and th- that just allowed me to okay, I could deal with these orders and these refunds now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I could, <laughs> say I can. Hey, girl, sorry about that. You know, your package is on the way out today, this, and the third. Like, you know, I, I was able to reset in dealing with everyone else around me and also understanding that, okay, I'm really thankful for this moment in the space that I could take to step away. So other people, are they don't take those moments. Some people do with a sense of mindfulness, but not everybody's taking them. So it also allowed me to have compassion when somebody else is like, you, know, you call Sprint, you call these folks, mo- and somebody's like barking at you on the phone. It's just like, you know what? You just sound like you need to go meditate. I understand. People yell at you all day asking you to, you know, push their bills back. It's frustrating, you know, but it's also manageable. And meditation has definitely been something that helps me with that. I turn on a cool little video. On YouTube, when nobody's paying me, so I don't have anybody to promote right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm just kidding. But no, um, I turn on a nice, like, meditation sound video. Um, Sounds are really helpful for me. Rainfall, water, any place that I envision myself true and happy. So my spirit, I, I like, I'm a self-proclaimed free spirit. And I used to tell people, hear crazy stuff when people going through crazy phases as teenagers and, um, or you see the younger generation, and I see all these hashtags, free spirit. And I'm just like, you have to know your spirit in order to free it. Like, you have to be able to identify it. Not just in myself, but looking at all the other people and reflections around me. It's just like, okay, I can accept this of you because I know I do it, and I know the space that it comes from. You know, there's some people out there, crazy attitudes. But you know what? I love them. I love them still. I can accept that because... It's a reflection. Sometimes when I'm in my little spunk and say, I got one too, I can honor that in you. I see it for what it is. I don't take anything personal. It's one of the four, the four agreements, like yes. the first one. <laughs> Never yes. take anything personal. And that's something that is definitely a mantra I use a hundred times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a reminder. It checks the ego. Yes,
1: indeed. It
0: checks the ego. Nope, it's not about me. Sprint's not yelling at me. Yelling at the 500 people that called them today. Right. You know, sorry. Sucks to be you. However, my phone, <laughs> you know, and then you just address the issue for what it is and you let it go. The business still gets done, business still gets handled, and you don't have to break a sweat. Indeed. I have mental power, man. That's what it is. Mental power.
1: Mental power.
0: I don't work out, but I definitely work my mind out. <laughs> well, I'm lying. I work out now. Yep, I'm working now. Nice. I do 500 crunches a day. I mean, lies, squats a day.
1: 500 squats a day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And different reps. This also helps during that meditation time. That's when I zone out. Wow. Yeah. I break it down like 50 reps.
1: Bless your life.
0: Whew. Bless your I'm life. I'm working on this 2018 Mom Bod. <laughs> mom Bod appreciation.
1: Shout out to you. I'm working on my uh, podcaster Bod. Yo, it's going to be fire. Yep. I know,
0: so, 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 so. it. <laughs>
1: You sit see, behind a mic bot. Oh, are gonna see all this behind a microphone, right. yeah. But um, <laughs> but that's good. I mean, it's different ways for you to, you know, exercise, get energy rolling.
2: Yeah, it
0: feels great. I didn't believe it when um, you would hear people say you'll feel much better after you start moving. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in pain. I'm sad. I'm depressed. You know, but it. That gave me something else to focus on instead of my depression or my sadness or whatever it was that I was feeling for today. And whenever I start to feel like I'm getting caught up, even in, like, you know, on my timelines, see whole bunch of politics or whole bunch of stuff I don't like, mm-hmm. put my phone down, get up, grab something, weighted, it, some textbooks, some books, you know, do some squats. Like, if I can't control anything else, this is what I can work on, you know, like, this is how I can delegate my time and not just feel like, okay... I had this pressure, oh, I have to get up early, sleep late, go to the gym, descend it there. No, I added it to my daily practice. I added it to my daily practice where it's always feeling like it's moving and working in my best favor all the times, where I don't feel like I have to tap out and then work on myself and then tap back in. I feel like it, it's a balance. It's definitely a balance. I'll be in the kitchen twerking while cooking breakfast.
1: Shout out to twerking cooking breakfast. <laughs>
0: Like, you know, it helps with cardio, then it helps with lower back pain. The next thing you know, like, I'm dancing in the kitchen cooking breakfast. Who isn't happy? While they listen to their favorite songs in the morning. Luther Vandross, you ever twerk to Luther Vandross?
1: I can't, I've never chair tried to twerk.
0: Is still a chair. <laughs>
1: oh, he, Even when they yeah, if you twerk to that song, that is that is a gift.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, what?
1: That is a gift to <laughs> see anybody. If I ever see a woman twerking to Luther Vandross's chair is still a chair, I'm opposed to you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying you a ring. I'm throwing the 40 acres in the mule. You're getting everything. You're supposed to get reparations. <laughs> all right, I ain't supposed to pay that, but damn, you finna get that. That is so funny. You, you know deserve what I'm it, girl. You deserve it. You just, this is my response, my twerk to Lena Baker's right. rapture. I'm about to throw all it out, you I'm I gonna do risk it all.
2: The rapture. <laughs> it's like, yes.
1: That's how you make, make America great again. Just start Man, working so into my goodness. I need a... Rapture. Make the world great again. Indeed. So, before we get on up out of here, you know, oh. um, we have, I have a question for you. I have a question. Okay, a question. Because. Yes. Um, it's like, no. During our, old <laughs> during our old conversations, right? I've come to discover cool. that Lady Erin um here is a fad. And I don't know why I'm critching my chest like this, but whatever, <laughs> yo. Um, it, was, it looked mad weird I had, <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had to handle each pack It was, you know, was, you know but whatever I'm just acting out my, it my voice Thank you very much You're welcome A question for you, Lady Mel You have a record collection
0: Oh, you're going to be so mad
1: Oh, my God
0: You're going to be so mad I'm rebuilding my collection I lost a great deal of it It was in storage Like, when I was moving, and, like, a whole bunch of stuff got, like, cracked and weather damaged and molded, and, like, I lost a great deal of
2: my collection.
1: Okay, listen here, right? Like you didn't. It wasn't like you, like you broke it on purpose, and no, like, it like not. that. It's that was that was. It wasn't your fault. It's not your fault. You know? Okay. My
0: life, yeah. A Series of unfortunate events.
1: <laughs> Little Lemony Schnicket, Is that is the name? Like unfortunate events. Yeah, here we go. Shout out to Lemony Schnicket one time because <laughs> <laughs> Schnicket, name. He's not even a real person, but he took a shot out anyway. You big nosed bastard! I read that book. Oh my you're, you're god! Mean to those kids. They ain't deserve that <sighs> from you, bro. So like, alright. <laughs> Sorry, you got mad? I got mad. I don't like Lemony like that. Yo, he's just either. destructive. Um, but I will say this with your record collection, right, that you had, and then you're a fan of jazz. Yes. What's your favorite jazz album?
0: My favorite jazz album. This is oh, going to be
1: hard. Tell Yeah, out. I got, I got drums in the background walking past where I am right now. And I'm like, yo, what is this like coming to America with Zamunda? <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm just going to sit here real quick. Let them do definitely thing. not
0: gunshots. We're in Center City Yeah,
1: if they got it not gunshots, yes, we are in Center City Yeah, here we go. That's why I get jiggy with it one time. What? 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 Stop I me in freestyle. Uh, who likes chicken sandwiches? Uh. I like shaking on up they are they done? <laughs> oh yeah. So back to you and your and your uh, jazz, right?
0: Oh my goodness. I have so many. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to I can't even like go down. I have to go down artists like first like Herbie Hancock and then Warren like G, not G, Um, what's his name? Henson. He's a bassist. And then we have, that's a personal family friend of mine. Then we have uh, Coltrane, John Coltrane. My son is named after John Coltrane. And Alice. The other day I was like really getting into her discography and I was just like whoa. Whoa. Like I had listened to it growing up. Oh my god, this is where we go. We're going to talk about music. I could be here for another 30 minutes. Like I listened to her growing up but now being like the idea one day Wanted to become a wife Now I'm a mom And stuff like that I'm just like whoa! I gotta I got get back In the booth I gotta start writing And stuff like that So we're We're definitely there And um Um Who else Can I just pull out of a hat Oh my god You put me on a spot Next time I'm gonna make you Send me all these questions First I can give you years Dates And all this stuff Good I, <laughs> This is mom life for me When's the last time I was able to even Play a record mm-hmm. Oh my goodness Like, I'm going to go home and have to break out the (laughs) the four I still got. All of my funk albums are still at the house, though.
1: Oh, good, good. So that's, like, my favorite genre is funk. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Yep. My favorite genre is funk and Bootsy Collins, The Parliament, and...
1: About Boosie Collins, okay. What do you know about Boosie Collins, okay? I
0: mean, my whole idea of loving like black exploitation, like the whole feel and energy and sensuality of like life lived and breathed in this funky music, intergalactic. We have Sun Ra, like Sun Ra is at the top of that list as far as like Afrofuturistic jazz musicians mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Like I and. All of these vibes and feelings, I feel like, translate into my writing, into, like, my whole energy of, like, life. Like, they're alive and they're electric, but they're also very black. Like, you know, I have very black experiences. And just, like, the music that I'm just so influenced by, the same thing. It doesn't make sense. It feels otherworldly. Like, you know, but it's composed. And not only is it composed, like... It's composed the hell out of it, <laughs> like you know, and everything has a piece, a moving part, and they stand on their own. Like you know, you can remove. I wouldn't know why you would want to remove a line from a song, but it still have a life, like you know, yeah. like but the bassline's really what holds it down. So, I just think like, TNL was such a good question. You know, what I mean, living in memory lane back when I was baby free and I could just sit in my room and smoke weed and <laughs> play my.
1: Let me tell you something now See Forty
0: five.
1: <laughs> she talking all this 45s and funk stuff This is almost about to have you Creep back into them DMs <laughs> okay, This, is, this, is,
0: this a, is how we started talking this is how, music Yep,
1: yep music See, it's Music how. and writing Yep That
0: okay. is hilarious
1: As you don't understand She talking about As soon as you mentioned uh, Boozy Collins I said wait what? a minute What I said, you know oh, about? about I said hey wait a minute A
0: little
1: minute. bit of everything I put my old man hat
0: on <laughs> Your just, tech- excuse <laughs> me.
1: He even do a little sidestep. Hey, girl, what's going on there, Boots of God. You Know about Hard that Parliament?
0: That, that is so funk. funny. My first boyfriend. That was like that was our thing. We were like obsessed, mm. and that became like an obsession within itself. Like the fact that we were obsessed with the music, and I was just like, okay, someone's got to give <laughs> you or the music, and I let him go. So. Gotta keep the music. Yeah, I've got to keep the music always. That is a life setter. Not even a mood setter, it's a life setter. It's a goal, it's a feeling, it's a mood. I'm, I'm in my feelings, I'm cutting something off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, please.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Sorry,
1: I'm feeling the, feeling the vibe here. It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's cool. It's Gotta go home, you like some you.
1: incense, some palo Santo. I got incense in the crib right now. Yep, on the way. Dude down the block for me he sells me every Saturday. Sweet. I got a big bundle of joints in the crib.
0: I'm going to have to come fix them up because I am running low.
1: Yo, I got you. <laughs> I got you, you know what I mean? That's
0: one thing I love about Philly. You sit somewhere in the corner long enough, somebody going to ask you if you want some incense some oils <laughs> or some
1: something. Yeah, I bought an incense. Oh. The oils are ruining my clothes, yo. Yeah. Listen.
0: You're not supposed to put oil on your clothes. You put but- it on
1: yeah, but they don't understand that. People be like, yeah, oh. put it right here. I'm like, yo, don't, <laughs> don't put it on the cuff of my shirt, man. Like, you drawing it on my joint. clothes? Yeah. walk around six months later smell like um, amber white joints. I'm like... I love amber white. I love amber white. like that. Remember, I had like my uncle, yo, like, he got me Michael Jordan cologne as an oil. I <laughs> smelled like Michael Jordan... <laughs> All throughout my sixth grade year, oh
2: man, even no I mean how your many? Pores. Oh my
1: <laughs> god, I, I showered, I showered, I like did the hard scrubs. That is
0: so funny. You no, know, it just never come off.
1: Will never come off. If you ever watched Ace Ventura, he's crying in the shower. <laughs> I did that. I'm like, it might won't come off. It won't come <laughs> I off. Smell like I Jordan. smell like Michael Jordan. But I still
0: don't have his powers.
1: <laughs> I ain't got nothing. <laughs>
0: Just like dying.
1: Toss them. Get the get the shoes. The shoes ain't yeah. work. The oils, oils ain't <laughs> working either. Shoes ain't work. Oils ain't work. work. This is
0: brand fake.
1: I bought a jersey, B. <laughs> right. Where's my jumpers? And it's just
0: like using the little sneaky bra thing. That's supposed to put the, the little things over your areolas and draw a string. The the bra, the bra, backless and strapless bras that be on Instagram. They don't work, but People buy them just because.
1: I never see them. i look them up. On <laughs> the Lord. Pinterest, on Tumblr. Hey, what's this? It's not worth it. Rawless, strapless, bronze. It's
0: called sneaky. sneaky vaunt. Sneaky vaunt. Google it.
1: Walk around. I got, I got a sneaky draws. So I'm going to grab
0: Lord. <laughs> no sneakiness. Sneaky. No more sneaky.
1: Hey, girl, I got those sneaky draws on. Like oh, yeah.
0: That'd be a nice little. Like, maybe they'd be, like, uh, partner sets where the girl has a nice little Velcro crotch or something. This is perfect for couples or something going out, and you guys are, like, in the back of the club. I'm not promoting any of this because you will be ticketed for lewd and sexual, you know, conduct in but you will. However. But
1: in, in your you're mind. You're all
0: adults. <laughs> right. <yes. laughs> you're all adults. But the sneaky, sneaky draws.
1: Sneaky draws.
0: It just allows you easy access. Yes. Patent it.
1: Patented and also to bring it full circle, wearing sneaky drawers would definitely promote self love yep. in the club. Make
2: love in this
1: club. That's right. Can you and dig it? Love. Shout out to Ursha. You know what <laughs> I Ursha. Peace. A Peace town down. Doo-doo. Oh, let me do that stomp dance, man. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I know we got to a
2: party.
1: Oh, my God. I love that, man. That song was my joint back in the day. I was like Time a too. sophomore in, in college.
0: Oh, I was a young buck.
1: Yeah, I'm telling my HL again.
2: <laughs> yeah, was here.
1: <laughs> hey, yeah, back. That song was good. But, um, yeah, uh, last Fresh but not least. Break. Special break. Uh, this episode is finna be uh, done in a minute. So before we get up out of here, I want to allow Miss Erin Amell here to give uh, shout-outs to promote your brand, your books, uh-huh. your shirts, your assistant, the coffees. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what Oh, my God, I love coffee. So if anybody ever wants to, you know, make a girl happy, always give mom coffee. If she doesn't like coffee, she'll love tea. Got it. So um, I just wanted to take this moment to thank you for inviting me to your amazing podcast. Thank I've been you. dying to, get in and to speak with you. So this has been a, a wonderful opportunity. I have cool plugins. I do not know where to even start. If you... Darn it, social media is sometimes like, whatever. So we're going to go with Instagram. It's, my Instagram is Erin That's the handle. It's E-R-Y-N-A-M-E-L-I-S-M. And that is essentially the study of Erin which I break down a lot of issues as far as like colorism, body positivity, womanism, and self-love and self-care. And it's a journey over there. I'm not selling anything that I'm not doing, (laughs) as I said before, as a joke, but selling as far as just, like, putting these ideas out, not necessarily selling anything. I also have a business page, which is where my online shop is, and on that shop, I have cool things, like, you know, accessories, and uh, wine glasses, and pens, and journals, and stationery, and boutique stuff. It's so cool to be able to talk about this, (laughs) just to be able to talk about it, because, like, um... We mentioned in the beginning, I literally started from a T-shirt. So we had one T-shirt that I didn't even have stocked in my house to now actually being able to have all of these products, which everything, I'm a, like I said, mompreneur, so everything goes into not only just building the foundation for me and my son, who is also a son of color, (laughs) but definitely it goes back into the community tenfold as I donate a lot of my time and resource, and often percentage of sales. To organizations and women's shelters around the city. Um, I don't know. Talking about myself just feels so like, I don't know. Your introduction was just so good, right? Oh, yeah, I have two books. My first published, they're both self published, but my first published um, piece. Is entitled Woke, and that's a book of poetry and prose about womanhood, femininity, sexuality, sensuality, um, self-love, self-care, a lot of awesome things. It's literally a compiled, like, open diary of five years of work um, before I had my son. And my second book is entitled Moon Matter, which breaks down the process of the fourth trimester, which happens to be after you give birth, <laughs> so the first year after baby, And a lot of my um, open ideas and um, hypotheses about motherhood, especially motherhooding from the woman of color perspective and actually conscious parenting. That's another thing that I talk about on my Instagram, just with the idea of being extremely mindful in thinking of our children first and from the perspective, perspective, excuse me, of our childhood and giving our children a love that they do not have to heal from. So... Check all those things out. I love to connect. So, like, you know, that's how we (laughs) linked up. So feel free to hit me up. I see everything. And, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Gratitude is the attitude.
1: Yes. And, again, for those who want to get the shirts, I want to say the (laughs) name again. I like the spell. There it goes. E-R-Y-N-A-M-E-L-S-H-O-P-P-E. Now, i do not going to spell Big Cartel for you because <laughs> if you're listening to this and you can spell your own name.
0: Oh, guess what? Mm-hmm. If you Google Aaron Amell, all of that comes up.
1: See? See that? That's
0: why I love Google.
1: Use Google, okay? My
0: Twitter, Instagram, and the Big Cartel. First, three, first thing, things, ding, 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 And I didn't pay for that. So that's hard work.
1: That's hard work. Your name pops up first, bong, it's right there. <laughs> right there. Also, um, again, I got a shout out to your assistant right now because yes. I'm tell you something. Like in the corner, like she was doing like the bomb, like not really sign language, but kind of like sign language. No, she
0: was she was holding it down. Yeah, like she she's was, giving me my cue. Like all right, next. Like no, no, no. I was just kidding. She was definitely yeah. appraising me from the sides. Cassidy's amazing. Sucked I Cassidy. have. A really great support system, and Cassidy comes all the way from New York to help me get my life together, M-Y-C. and she's so amazing. I can text her after she leaves, like, two, three days, be like, hey, did you see this? And she's always right. <laughs> she's always right. Get you a Cassidy, y'all.
1: I'd get me a Cassidy, you know what I'm saying? Because, gosh, because the bred. hand gestures, yo, you know what I, mean? I might be on a podcast, forget a question, how, how in the background was doing, like, she was like oh, yeah, bird gang, you like, right. Wu-Tang, Can't you like, right. boom. <laughs> So look, perfect. Let me guess, okay, you from, like from New York, right? I want to, like, you from Brooklyn? Of course. Because, like, I see Brooklyn Of course, she's all in from you. Brooklyn. I saw all in you right there. The glasses there. Yeah, yep. yeah, you're Brooklyn, yo. Of course,
0: she's from Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. She's to, cute. Shout out to Brooklyn.
0: I'm about to, you know, if y'all follow me on the gram, I definitely plug her in, too, because she's cute. And she definitely is, like, my top supporter of my, my home, home store. I try to give her stuff for free, and she's like, no, I'm going to buy it. And I always want to strangle her. But she is my, definitely my top supporter. And I'm so thankful. Right. Right. That's nice, yo. F being nice. That is amazing. She doesn't have a kid. Like, it's one thing for someone to know that you are a giver and open and not take advantage of you. And there, because there's nothing but opportunity for anybody. You know, I posted something today on Instagram. You know, it's Black Friday. I already, I put it out there. I gave everybody a deal and sale. I'm like, here are all the codes. I. Made a comment on one of my posts about possibly doing a giveaway of a same set that I'm selling, extremely discounted. And, like, how much people are like, yeah, you should give it away. I'm like, I technically am with the price. If you really wanted it, you'd buy it. But it's cool. Like, that's something that I'm learning in business, which has made me more conscious and aware Mm -hmm. as far as all the work that goes into other people in small business. And I'm really intentional about where I spend my money. You know, like, its it's been a wonderful process. its I wouldn't change it for the world. It's definitely been a wonderful process. And it's also opened up the dialogue for when someone wants to reach out for free merchandise. I'm like, well, this is what goes into free merchandise. So I don't think anything's ever really free. Works. <laughs> so...
1: Listen, if you come out with a shirt that says, you know, I want a, a you know, Brewer Bay, you know what I mean? If, and a guy's shirt, yo, let me know and I'll cop that joint. I might in the have minute. to get you one. I'll wear that shirt right now.
0: <laughs> just like rip off. You it's can't just, rip off Sarday. No,
1: bow. You know what I mean? What's the shirt? No, you're not, not that Sarday joint, nah, you know what I mean? I but like a, a regular shirt, you know what <laughs> I mean? Hanes. Haines joint. Bow. I want a Bay, you know what I mean? With my sneaky drawers. I mean, like that,
0: uh, Jordan. <laughs> that Jordan oil's working. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, oh, man. With the shirt <laughs> Free meek. <man. laughs> free meek. Oh, God, yeah, shout yeah. out to, yeah, get him out there, man. Yep,
0: yeah. free meek.
1: Indeed, two to four years, No, 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 no.
0: Two to four days is too long, so free yeah. meek.
1: Wish him the best in there, man. It's coming. Indeed.
0: It's coming. Change is going to come. We well, had talked about it, that revolution, that sense of even self-love and self-worth is getting people to, to mount up together to realize... This could be anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, these systems that are in place are just really long-term, like, fucked up. And we just need to knock down the whole foundation. Like, shake the ground underneath some feet. Make some people uncomfortable, because we deserve. I love it. I'm here for it. Let's do it. I'm happy to see it.
1: Indeed. So with that being said, we gave you food for applause. Oh, my God, I came out all over it so fire. <laughs> my mouth didn't get all crazy <laughs> with it, man. Pause. Like, right. <clears throat> let me start again.
0: It's perfect.
1: Boom. We just gave you some food for thought. Please get a plate. Um, this is the uh, 1984 Fly Dot Podcast. I am signing out, having a lovely guest here, Aaron Amel. It was
0: a pleasure thank you so 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 much.
1: Thank you very much. Yes. And Cassidy, you wanna get on the mic?
0: Okay <laughs> I was gonna put her on too, oh, Cassidy from the two one two.
1: Two one two. Yo. she. <laughs>
0: Actually, from the 718.
1: seven one eight. Seven Oh uh, yes, <laughs> that is Brooklyn. Right, 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 right. right. It's cool
0: because it was just New York. Right. She could have just looked at
1: it. Said no, seven one uh, eight. A
0: real New Yorker would be like, actually. <laughs>
1: That's why she didn't say seven one eight. Sun. Sun beat. Sun.
0: Go bananas, beat. <laughs> I know. I don't either. I used to say one all the time, all the time. I used to text it. That's how I like, girl, I'm older than you.
1: <laughs> shout out to Brooklyn Marcy Project, son Alright, I just want to get that out the way <laughs> Marcy Marcy, son What? Brooklyn right, Yeah, so um, yeah, Shout out to uh, Bedford Stuyvesant For the livest ones uh, I know that's, what, that's, what, that's what Biggie said in his record So I got to pay homage that way But yeah um, Brooklyn way Brooklyn and Shout out to Yonkers Where you mm-hmm. from? Yep, I read that too You know I'm what I mean? I am
0: definitely from Yonkers, New York so. she's, from, she's from the wild Boy,
1: that <laughs> one Always That I do know. How DMX you say like shout young he's like yo, I'm on the brave, yo.
0: Holler
1: at me, dog. I would bark like, but nah, I ain't playing myself. All right, so. We- <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. All right, she did it. She did it for the team, man. All right, so there we go. Shout out to
0: Earl Simmons.
1: Shout out to Earl Simmons. You know what I mean. That's
0: hilarious.
1: Stay out of jail, Earl. You my and, main man. And Mary Day
0: Blah.
1: Yep, and the locks.
0: Yeah, everybody. And, yep. And Lady Gaga.
1: Word? Yeah. Snap.
0: Yep, she lived out there when she was like 14, 15. Dang. Yeah.
1: There was a movie, too, back in the day called Lost in Yonkers. But yes.
0: Nervous. There is. I watched it at this museum in Yonkers. Know, I lived right off the Hudson River, so it was mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of cool stuff. At one point, I was obsessed with learning the history of that place because it felt like a gray cloud was <laughs> over it, and I understand why? was a
1: great club But just to, Like to, the name of, Like a city Like yo This is called Yonkers She's It's like, like No
0: that's bonkers That's not real Yeah, This is <laughs> This is a fake town No yeah, it's
1: real Yeah That's yeah, special
0: Yeah I, I would agree Because I still don't Understand what a yonker
1: is Yonker Alright we out of here With that one man <laughs> nah, nah, Yonker Alright <laughs> Alright Peace and love Thanks for listening Peace To the out. show Peace and love Shout out to everybody In here Cassidy Alright we're out of here <laughs> That was fun.
2: You win.